Thank you for choosing to listen to today's message by Reverend Dr. David Entry. We know you will be blessed as you seek and serve God. We believe that this message will stir up a desire for more of God, even as you listen. Be blessed. Habakkuk 2.4 The just shall live by his faith. All the things God did in the Old Testament the Red Sea being parted walls of Jericho coming down Samson killing the lion David killing Goliath Daniel stopping the mouth of the lion fiery furnace could not consume Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Moses leaving the house of Pharaoh and bringing the children out of bondage, the children of Israel out of bondage. Abraham prospering and having Isaac. Sarah at an old age receiving, uh, getting con- uh, conceiving and giving birth as, at an old age. The Bible clearly makes us to understand that all these things that happened to these people, it wasn't just because God said, I'm going to do it, but it's because they believed and had faith in God. So all these people who were beneficiaries of the power and the glory and the move of God were also responsible for bringing something to the table. So they just didn't sit down, fold their arms, and things happened. But there was a part they played. And so, for us in the New Testament church to see the manifestation of God's power, God has not changed. He hasn't changed. He He's been the way he did it for Moses is the same principle he would do. In fact, our, our own is even more demanded. Faith is more demanded because we are operating on a higher platform. You can't be saved without faith. You can't. You can't be saved without faith. The only way you can escape going to hell is faith. It's not even behavior. It's faith. It's faith that determines whether you are saved or not. It's faith that determines whether you can be saved or not. Not. It's faith that determines whether you are on your way to hell or not. It's faith. Faith in God and his word. So he said, for God will have the world that he gave his only begotten son. He's done his part. Now, so who are these whosoever's? Who are the whosoever's who will be saved? Because not all will be saved. It's a whosoever thing. God has done everything. He's finished doing it. So now he says, okay, whosoever. So there is something that, there is a responsibility that the beneficiaries of redemption have to bring to the table in other to enjoy from the, from the blessedness of redemption. And what they have to bring to the table is faith. Somebody say faith. faith. Say faith. faith. 
So the Bible says that, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes. I was sharing with some guys, I don't know whether it's Monday or Tuesday, that isn't it interesting, they paid money to the soldiers who were guarding the, the tomb when Jesus resurrected. They paid, they told them that guard this thing, so they called disciples who come and steal the body. So guard it, because that charlatan, they called Jesus, that charlatan, when he was alive, he said when he dies, three days he will, he will raise, uh, he will resurrect from the dead. He will rise again, so put the best soldiers there, and so they put Navy SEALs. Yeah. SWAT team to cut the tomb. And they roll a big stone that no one can roll back easily. To take some trained men to roll it back. And, and so he, they paid the, but when it was time to resurrect, the Bible says that a light shone and they fell. So just fell to the, the, the light that came, it's, it's not something, it's not their match. You can't, you can't stop God. Nobody can stop God when it's time to do something in your life. You are the only one who is stopping him from acting. Why? Because you are not trusting and believing him. So, the Bible says that the power of God broke loose there. And the soldiers, so, when this, so just, the soldiers went and reported the guy is gone. The high priest, the chief priest, they paid the soldiers money. They gave them the same way Judas was giving money. The soldiers were giving money. People have always used money to find their way against the work of God. Make sure you are not one of such people who can be easily offered opportunity to betray God. So they paid them and they said, tell everybody that the disciples came and stole it. And then when they, they bring you to the authorities because you didn't do your job well, we will speak for you, we will cover you. We will satisfy the authorities with their bliss. This one's just leave them in their voice. It's always like that. It's always be like, it's everywhere. Like that. <laughs> it's, uh, it's everywhere. Everybody, just, it's just that you don't have to know. Well, it's not for you to concentrate on your own now. Yeah. Like some of you, the way you, the way you used to lie. You can lie. You can lie with a smile. So, he paid, them, they were paid. They said that, and if saying, uh, uh, say ye, his disciples came by night and stole him away while you, you, were, you, you were guarding, you slept. And he says that if this comes to the governor's ears, you see, so they, they knew that the governor will get to know about this. We, we will persuade him and secure you. Hey, this is human nature. When you are in authority, you will do things. You will use your influence to do things easily. So they took the money and did as they were taught. Hey. And we see, and this saying is commonly reported amongst the Jews until when? Today. People are running with false, false information. Up to now. 
Why did I talk about this? Why didn't Jesus do anything about this when he resurrected himself? At least, wherever the soldiers go and speak, you yourself, you two come and defend yourself. They are lying because Jesus could show up anywhere. Why have you allowed this lie to continue and it has spread till now? Jesus, why? Some people say, oh, Jesus was told he didn't even resurrect all, all these Christians. Jesus, at least you will make our work easy when we are preaching, they'll believe us. Are you getting what I'm saying? He should have appeared to some of those, even the soldiers and said, hey, they paid you. One of them, not even all of them, one of them, they paid you, but don't join them. So please, I won't join them. I don't want the money. He didn't. He didn't. He doesn't have time to prove anything. If you will believe him, you will anyway. Every faith that is based on happenings is not authentic. He said in Luke chapter 16, send somebody, send Lazarus. He said, no, they, he has the prophets and Moses and the prophet. No, he said, but no, if somebody comes from the grave and appears to my brothers, they will believe. He said, no, 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 no. Genuine belief is not founded on signs. <laughs> he said, they have Moses and the prophet. If they won't believe them, they won't believe anyway. Even if someone raises from the dead, that's why Jesus said, okay, me, myself, I'll rise from the dead and go. They will still believe you appeal, uh, the rich man. And he said, nay, Father Abraham, if they go, someone goes, they will repent. Verse 31, he said, and he said unto him, if they hear not Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded. Though one rose from the dead. Do you know what Moses and the prophets stand for? Moses and the prophets stand for the scriptures. Your faith, which is not built on scriptures, but on happenings, is not authentic. There are a lot of people who later say, oh, you know, I've even lost faith. You didn't actually have authentic faith from the beginning. I'm telling you. When someone says, oh, because of all these things that happened in that church, now I've even lost faith, I'm no more good. You didn't have genuine faith because your, your faith was built around events, happenings, and people, not the word of God. Paul said that we preach in the demonstration of the Holy Ghost and power, verse 5 of 1 Corinthians chapter 2, that your faith will not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Your faith, it, it, sh it should be able to rest in the power of God, which is the word of God. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. In the power of God. So faith, that is shaky. It's shaky because its foundation is faulty. The foundation of every genuine faith is the word. The word of God. Because everything is subject to change. The Bible says heaven and earth shall pass away. But my word shall not pass away. So everything is subject to change. Apart from God's word. God's word is not subject to change. It doesn't change. It abides forever. Heaven and earth is passing. But this abides forever. So if your faith is built on the word of God, then you are sure that it's not going to be flaky faith. It's not, because whatever your faith was built on hasn't changed, so your faith won't change. 
Are you getting what I'm saying? It, it hasn't changed. Circumstances can change, but what your faith is built on hasn't changed, and so your faith won't change. But if your faith is built on something else, when that thing changes, your faith is going to suffer. Your faith should not be built on a pastor. Because pastors sometimes fall. Hallelujah. Is somebody learning something? So, faith, listen, your faith is important. Your faith will set the pace for your feet. (laughs) Jesus said in Matthew 9, 29, be it unto you, according to what? Yeah. Be it unto you, Jesus said, according to your faith, be it unto you. So what determines how it will be unto you? Your faith. Not my power. The woman touched Jesus. Mark chapter 5. Jesus said, somebody has touched me. They said, oh, who has touched you? He said, somebody has touched me. Bible says that, and she fell straight away in her body. That the blood has ceased. Then Jesus also felt, something has left me. The disciples didn't know what was going on. There had been a transaction. And do you know who provoked the transaction? The woman. The woman provoked the transaction. John, Mark chapter 5. She provoked the transaction and she got it. And you know, it was the power of Jesus that healed. Wasn't it the power of Jesus that healed the woman? Yeah. But look at verse 34. Jesus looked at the woman and said, said Daughter, your, my power has healed you. So the faith can heal. Thank you, Jesus. Your future is begging for you to put in faith. Don't leave your future in the hands of a so-called man of God. Apart from the word of God, they will teach you. Don't, don't, don't let your, somebody's prayer be responsible for what's the outcome of your life. Take personal responsibility. Take personal responsibility. The scripture, in fact, years ago when I got born again, I was reading the Bible. I used to wonder, ah, is it the same thing my pastor is reading? So, Matthew chapter 10, verse 10. It also has Matthew chapter 10, verse 10. And so, well, if this is what he's reading and I've got the same access to the same thing, I might, I might as well make good use of it. Sometimes when I'm watching the news on maybe BBC or Sky or any of the news, I mean, I'm, this is the same thing the prime minister would also be watching. They're checking what's going on in the news. They'll be checking the things that we are all watching. They're also watching. So it's the same thing. We all have access, equal access to the same thing. The same thing. So why would you make somebody else responsible for your future when you also have what he, you have access to what he has got access to? Well, as I said, for your faith to work, if you, want to, if you want to walk by faith, you certainly need to be mindful about some stuff. Last Thursday, I spoke about your words. Your mouth is putting you into trouble. 
And in Joel chapter 3, verse 10, it says that, let the weak say, I'm strong. Let the poor say, I'm rich. So let the weak say, I am strong. And then um, in Isaiah, he said, Isaiah chapter, I think, 24, 33, he said, none will say, I am sick. None amongst them in the inhabitants. Inhabitants will say, I am sick. So, what you say matters. Isaiah 33, 24, instead. What you say matters. And the inhabitants shall not say, I am sick. Then, I had Kenneth Copeland. He said, when we say, let's say you are having pains in your head. And then you say, I'm well. They say, why are you living in denial? People will be telling you are living in denial. Because you are, you are, you are in pain and you say, I'm well. But he said, let the, the weak say, I'm strong. Now, and I liked his explanation. It really blessed me that if there is no basis for your saying, then that is um, denial. That, 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 that's denial. But if you have a reason to say, I am strong, because God has said, so we can boldly say. Isaiah, sorry, uh, Hebrews chapter 13, verse 6. He said, for God, verse 5 says that for God, let, let your heart be, your life be without covetousness. Be content with such things as thou hast. For he has said, I will never leave thee, nor forsake. Why did he say it? The next verse. That so we might boldly say. God has said, so we might boldly say. So if you have a foundation for what you are saying, your, your, the, what you are saying is based. It's not denial because you have a fact. You have a, you, there's a reason why you are saying, you are not just, okay, what should I say? No, you have something you are saying. You have a point, you have a fact. You have a reason. Even though you can physically see different symptoms, symptoms you can still say what he has said. Because repeating the symptoms doesn't give you any advantage. Talking about the symptoms endlessly does not, or even temporarily does not, give you an advantage. But speaking what God has said, that's what gives you an advantage. For Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3, that by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things that do appear were not made of, so that things that were made, uh, um, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. So, you see, if you only base your life on things that appear, they are unseen realities. But those unseen realities are in the realm of God. And as a believer, as a what? A believer who is supposed to be walking by faith, you, you pick your faith information and faith strength from God's word and you operate by it. So you are, and you are operating. Others are operating from different, uh, from different sources. But your source is God's word. And we understand that the wells were framed by the source you have found. So as you keep speaking the word, your world will respond to the word. Speak the word. So, so if you want to walk by faith, mind what you say. 
Mind what you say. I even wonder if I won't get, however, get married. I, I'm, sure, I'm, too, I'm sure you won't. Because of what you just said. If I, I wonder if I will ever get married. Oh, well, well you, 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 your life will be, uh, Proverbs 18, 21. You, you shall be satisfied with the fruit of your lips. Life and death, death and life are in the power of the tongue. The tongue is not only for tasting. The tongue is, the tongue is for releasing life or death. You are the one who is killing your own health. You are the one brutalizing your future. You are the one butchering your marriage. With those words, my husband is a stress to me. My husband is a stress to me. I am tired. I don't want this marriage anymore. One day, you, the marriage is, the way you are talking, the marriage will definitely end. You ended it with your mouth before it showed up. It isn't your wife who caused the marriage to break. It's your mouth. <laughs> not your wife. Your mouth. Your, not your wife. Your wife can't destroy your marriage if your mouth is not saying it. It shall be well with you. So let me, let me quickly finish this. So mind what you say and also mind your thoughts. anyhow and speak right. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Your thinking is you. Proverbs 23, 7. As a man thinks, what are you thinking? The way you are thinking is a reflection of who you are. Mind your thoughts. I think this is so important at this time because of Christmas. Human nature, usually when there is enjoyment, they forget and they lose God. Some of you, if we don't help you, this Christmas, you're about to mess up. You're about to go and get drunk. <laughs> Every Christmas, you get drunk. And then you begin to do crawl like a cat. <laughs> you, are you going to get drunk again? You see, you can say, I don't want to. But if you are not careful, the path you put yourself on will invariably lead there. And then when you get drunk, it may end up in something else. And when it ends up in that thing else, it may end up in a child or something else. So by the time you realize, recent person, you have made a mess. Mind your thoughts. You are struggling with some stuff. The things you are watching are programming you. I get surprised the way we tend to be accommodating or accommodative of junk. My wife used to watch this one born every minute. And every time you go to town and come, she's behind the TV watching. And it used to put me over and like, what's the sense in watching this? Why are you programming the way your labor will be? 
by these things, you, are, you will end up having faith in all kinds of complications. Haven't you noticed that when you have some symptoms and you go and do a research on internet, hey! cancer has begun. Because, no, 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 it's not cancer. You, internet told you you have cancer. So now, pastor, I think I'm having cancer. <laughs> I think I'm having cancer. Who told you the internet? <laughs> internet has become your Bible. The devil is a liar. You know, they'll tell you, but pastor, it's good to be well informed. You are being well deformed, not informed. Because as a man thinks, so is he. There's so much information on the internet and it's destroying a lot of people. Because personal access, you just you spend time read. You can I have a tablet? Yes. Internet. Closed Bible. Open website. Browsing. But this is closed. This is closed. Now when you finish getting what you want, they said this eye thing that the way your eyes are feeling, will have, it will end up, they have to extract one eye. Then, jump and come. So you go, you go and do a research. Watch this. All this time, closed Bible. Oh, this thing I'm feeling. Oh, it looks like it's a hip bone cancer. Oh, the symptoms. The, everything they are saying, about 95% is me. See? Then guess what? You come, you leave your Bible, you come to pastor. Pastor, please pray for me. <laughs> Pastor, use the power of God and pray for me, okay? Because I don't know what is happening to me. Still closed. <laughs> you are paying money to a pastor so that he can talk to you. He said that if I preach the gospel, I do it without charge. For necessity, First Corinthians chapter nine verse sixteen. <laughs> Have nothing to glory in. Yeah, what is me for a preacher? Go to the verse seventeen. He said, "I, I, verse seventeen. For I, yeah, willingly, that when I preach the gospel, I may make the gospel of Christ without charge." The job of a pastor is not consultational. Some of you, you are coming to ask me about whether to take the job or not. Really, that's not my forte. <laughs> Thank you, sir. So your words and your thoughts, what is going on in your mind is going to determine whether you are a woman or a man of faith. You can't think sickness and walk healing. You can't think poverty and talk prosperity. Jesus told the woman in Matthew chapter 15 that 
I'm not ready to heal your child because I can't take the children. The woman said, yet the, see the way her thoughts, her, her thinking was. He said, even the dogs, you mentioned dogs, dogs still eat crumbs. The woman would not, because of the way she was thinking. So you, you, you want to walk in faith. You have to be, you have to be very cautious and careful about your thoughts. Your thoughts, what you are thinking about. Oh, 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 this thing, I'm going. And Satan always comes with suggestions. Oh, yeah. The slightest way he said, ah, this thing, yeah, that's the same way, that's what happened to your uncle, you remember? Yeah. And then within three weeks, she couldn't, he couldn't walk again for the rest of his life. Satan will come with suggestions, and if you, he makes suggestions and you accept the suggestions, that's it. So, suggestions. And then, your actions. So your words, your thoughts, and your actions. First Samuel 2 3 says that by God, actions are weighed. How you behave is very important. Bible said that when Jesus saw their faith, Brian Bartmos in Mark chapter 10 was shouting, 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 Jesus, that son of David, have mercy on me. When Jesus said, Come, and Bible said, Jesus said to him, Thy faith has made you well. What did he do? His shouting constituted faith. The actions. He was shouting and running. He was shouting. Paul, as I told you the other time, Paul was preaching and in Lystra. There was a man impotent from his mother's room. Acts chapter 14, verse 8. That was. And Peter, Paul, as he was preaching, and this man, he had the same head Paul preached. And Paul, observing him, saw that he had faith. What did the guy, Paul, see around the guy say he had faith? There was an expression some way. So the guy had faith to be healed. And then so Paul said to him, he realized the guy had faith. So he said, rise up. And instantly he received his miracle. So you can't be behaving anyhow and thinking that, well, I'm still by faith. No, 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 no. So, but the third thing is so important. Most of us, your point of weakness is the thoughts, and your thoughts are governed by what you are watching and what you are hearing and what you are smelling. But more, your ear gate, your eye gate and your ear gate, it is going to influence your thoughts. That's why I made it a point. It's not everything I will watch. Sometimes the temptation is hard, especially when you see a little bit of it and you want to continue. But... It's easier said than done. You have to be conscious of it. And that's why some environments, you don't have to expose yourself because you won't survive. When you go and visit that your cousin, you will end up watching those things that have not been helping you. Because, I mean, it's like the Nollywood represent director. They have it. Oh, yeah. Some of you have stack, stack of movies. You have different subscriptions. When you go home, you are going to watch. You are going, to, but you know you are not well. If I were you, I would listen to the preaching, the message. Look, listen to because you you have, you have hospital appointment Monday, and they are about to tell you whether the thing is cancer or not. And you go home and cross your leg, watch movies. 
Because I have prayed for you. of good cheer. Thy faith has made you whole. I see your faith rising. You see, you see what I'm teaching you? You won't find it in school. That's why it is a, pen, it is a, very, it's, it's a pernicious aberration. <laughs> You can Google it. It's a word. <laughs> What's an abrasion? Departure from the norm. Departure from what is normal. And uh, the, the other one is the pernicious. Pernish, pernicious. Pernicious is a very dangerous word. Huh? Having a harmful effect, especially in a gradual and a subtle way. So it's a pernicious aberration for church to be teaching other things that don't bring faith. Because you can't have faith outside there. We have to. So if we stop teaching things that will bring you, it's a pernicious aberration. We are diverting away from what is spiritually normal. And it has a very harmful effect in a very subtle and gradual way. Hey. Is this not amazing? It's amazing? You can't have faith outside. They won't teach you in school. So it is, it is preposterous for people who think that they are highly educated and because of their educational prowess, they think they understand the subject of faith. No. The subject of faith is not in the realm of human understanding. It's leading me to the key thing I wanted to. The subject of faith and the, the, the key source, driving force of faith is in the realm of no information but revelation. So sad to say that if you sit here and your spirit is not well trained and well open, you may only be gathering information. So we will finish and you are still flat. Because faith operates by revelation. I was teaching some people on Monday in Galatians chapter 2. I said it on Sunday anyway. Galatians chapter 2 verse 2. I went up by revelation. You stay where you are without revelation. I went up by revelation. I went up by revelation. I went up by revelation. You can't have revelation and stay at the same level. People are talking about, oh, nowadays it's very difficult to find a good man to marry. It's very difficult to, they are there. Don't, don't say that one. Don't say that. It's very difficult to find a, don't say that. And when they are saying it, say something, say that, uh, God has reserved a good man for me somewhere. Talk like that. And whilst they are talking the normal way, stay focused on the things of God and make sure that you are operating by a certain insight. And so they stay at that level and you keep rising. And both of you are all exposed to the same conditions, but your results are different. That becomes enigmatic. It's like phenomenal. How come 
The same conditions. How can we both lost our job for six months and I've lost my property? I've lost my house. But you have actually bought another house. We are the same salary level. How come we are the same salary level? But you seem to have more money than me. Because you go up by revelation. The reason why you are so stingy towards the things of God is because you lack insight. You think a church is looking for your money. God forbid. The world will find everything possible. Watch this. Watch this. We'll find everything possible to strip you of your confidence in practicing the spiritual things that will change your story. So they will expose you to all kinds of negative things that are happening to these churches and this church and that 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 church and then the church leader has done, church leader has done that. And the more you listen to those things, the more it weakens your ability to open up and receive the word from a church leader. And if you are not able to receive the word, you are the one who suffers. Everything, your life rises and falls based on what the word of God, revelation you are operating with. If you want revelation, get to the word of God, number one. If you want revelation, expose yourself to God's word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing by God's word. You want revelation, listen to God's word. If you want revelation, new birth. Say new birth. If you are not born again, these things are, oh, Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14, he said the carnal man, man does not, and this is important. So listen, how come unbelievers or someone who claims that they go to church, but you know that they don't have a relationship with Christ, they are beginning to now, they have become the voice in your spiritual work. Think about what I'm saying. They have become the voice. That your auntie who has two boyfriends. And he's telling you all oh, this. Is this church thing you are taking it too much? This thing, why are you giving tithe? To be honest, why would the world understand why we give tithe? Because it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Why would you give that? Why would you do that? But that's my opening comment. The kingdom principle is different from the worldly principle. Practice it. And see the results. Don't practice it and be subject to natural elements. So, he says that the natural man receives not the things of the spirit of God. Why? For they are foolishness to him. This is, and he's advising you from a level of spiritual foolishness. Some of us, your faith, they've sunk a dagger in your faith. Through some foolish, spiritual foolishness, spiritual foolishness you have exposed yourself to. <laughs> Did you get what I'm trying to say? Be careful who is advising you or who is gaining voice as long as your Christian pursuit is concerned. Be careful. At the end of the day, you will pay for it. You will pay for it. You will pay for it. Because you can never grow above your level of revelation. You can never excel in God beyond your level of uh, revelation. Not education. Not information. Most of us are so trained to know how to fish out for information. Source information everywhere. Wikipedia. You know how to go for information, but you are bankrupt of revelation. 
and you have confused the two, thinking the information you have, it's what entitles you to spiritual insight. You lack insight. Spiritual insight will always reflect in the, the, your practices. You claim you have spiritual insight. You come to church and we are praying. You have crossed your leg. You lack insight. You just have information. You have 71 reasons why prayers can be answered. Four ways to answer prayers. You have all that. It's information. But you can't practice it. You can't practice it. But revelation and insight, it propels you onto doing something. You have insight. It makes you do something. It moves you. I went up by revelation. If you have revelation, why are you at the same level? I don't care how, my, how long you have been in church. Please don't let anybody bully you by how long, uh, with how long they've been in church. It doesn't carry relevance to God. Longevity in church is not equal to spiritual maturity. It's not, it's not, it has not got anything to do. There are people who have been in church for 20 years and yet still on spiritual pampers, diapers, and feeding bottles. Spiritual babes. And there are some who have been in church for nine months and they are far older than someone who has been around for 15 years. So just how much of the word of God is coming into you and you are being illuminated from inside. Praise God. So new birth entitles you. If you are not born again, you, are, you can't understand the things of God. Jesus puts it this way, John chapter 3 verse 3. He says that except a man is born again, he cannot see. You don't have insights. Except a, except a man is born again. He cannot see. Ooh. But if you see it, I like the way Papa puts it. He said, when you see it, you will naturally believe. Whatever you see, you naturally believe. What is this? Do I need to convince you? Do, does someone have to convince you that a pastor has got a red or burgundy Bible? that you can see it yourself. What you see, you naturally believe. And you cannot believe it and uh, you cannot believe it and not experience it. When you believe, you will experience it. So that means that if you want to experience the healing power of God, you first must be exposed to see it in scripture. Once you have seen it spiritually, you will believe naturally that the thing is real. And what you believe, you experience. That's what I'm trying to say. So it's not like we have to hoop you up. When you, okay, try, 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 try. No, 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 no. You have seen it. You don't need encouragement. Uh, Hallelujah. Amen. So, um, you want revelation? I think let me leave the next one and then meditation. Meditation. To meditate means to ponder over the truth in search of the secret behind it. Psalm 119 verse 97. I like that. Psalm 119. M-E-M. That's an interesting one. Oh, how love I thy law. It is my what? Let's all read it together. Let's go. It is my what? Somebody puts it this meditation is focused thinking. It's on your mind. You are thinking, pondering about it, pondering over it. What is on your mind? What are you intentionally thinking on? Planning how to scheme to grab somebody or to trick somebody. Why don't you use it to meditate on God's word? The next verse. Look at the next verse. 
Thou through thy commandment has made me wiser than my enemies, for they are ever with me. You, it gives you an upper The next one. I have more understanding than all, than all my teachers, for, for thy testimonies are my meditation. As I focus and think on you, it gives me understanding more than people who have been teaching me. Insight. Meditation. Meditate on these things. Meditate. That, uh, this book of the Lord shall not depart out of your mouth. But thou shalt, Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. Thou shalt meditate upon this day and night. And thou shalt make thy way prophet. But let's go to, let me finish the psalm. Psalm 119, verse 98. Verse 99. I have more understanding than my teachers for the, the testimonies of my body. Look at verse 100. I understand more than the ancients. Some translations say aged because I have kept your precepts. The word of God does something for you. Meditate. Meditate. Then I'll, later I'll talk more about the Holy Spirit. You, have, you want revelation? The Holy Spirit. You want revelation, prayer and fasting because some revelation will never happen because Satan himself is blocking people's minds. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4. The God of this world has blinded the minds of unbelievers. So Satan actively fights to block you from revelation. That's why you bring all kinds of information that is not, you don't need. You don't need. You don't need it. You don't need it. That Asha has gone to do something with somebody's uh, boyfriends, I'm like, what, what, in what way does that help you? <laughs> Tell them, excuse me, spare me the deal. I'm not interested. Hey, have you heard what that pastor has done? Have you heard that? I'm not interested. What, in what way does it add to you? Yeah. There are some things you don't have to even bother. I, I, I hear sometimes there are all kinds of things going on on internet. Um, what people have said about a certain church. But I don't watch most of those things. I don't want to. What, what is it going to? I don't watch them. It's not beneficial. It's not beneficial for me. I'm, I'm building my, I'm busy building, I'm building my faith too. I don't have time to for junk. I'm building my faith. I'm building my faith. I want to see results. As if someone hasn't seen results, me, I want to see results. So I have to build my faith. The judge shall live by his faith. Praise the Lord. You shall see great results. We thank God for using his servant, Reverend Dr. David Entry, to share this awesome word. If this message has blessed you in any way, please spread the word by sharing it and send us an email to amen at charis.org. Remember to stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube and Twitter for regular updates on what God is doing here at Charis Ministries. Stay blessed.